Welcome to the Beyond 3D podcast, where we explore all things 3D and the important role that 3D data plays throughout the manufacturing process, driving decisions throughout a product's life cycle. Here, we talk with industry analysts, business owners, developers, and industry influencers, and hear real stories that you can relate to and learn from, and know which trends and technologies apply to your business. So join us as we go Beyond 3D. All right. Today we are talking on Beyond 3D, the TechSoft 3D podcast. I'm Gabe, and today I have Sean Hurley here with me from Autodesk. Sean, would you mind talking a little bit about your background and why you're here today? Sure. Thanks, Gabe. Thanks for inviting me. I am Sean Hurley. I have been building and participating in communities for years. I was originally a customer of Autodesk's. And after many years of sending feedback, I got a call, said, hey, you should probably come down and meet with us. And I was like, "Uh oh, I'm in trouble now. And went down and visited with Autodesk. At the time, I was using 3D Studio and AutoCAD, a bunch of other mishmash, and around the AutoCAD 13 timeframe. So I went down there, talked with them, and it sounded like interesting, you know, get involved in the product, be able to have access to the customers all the way to the executives. Pretty awesome. So I went from building and designing physical things to software. And my thought was always I would be there two years and then go back into industry. And I have been at Autodesk now for 25 years. And kind of a little quick arc of how it relates to what we're talking about. I joined Autodesk in the beta team. And at the time, (laughs) they were burning CDs and floppy disks. And they would send those out of the products for beta testing. And by the time they would get to Connecticut or Australia, it was like three, four weeks, you know? And by that time, the developers really needed to know those bugs or those problems. So your timing on feedback wasn't good. And I thought, well, there's this thing called the internet. Let's just light up a server. And I went and gave an IT guy a t-shirt. He lit me up a server and off we went. And, you know, downloads, people were like, oh, nobody's gonna download anything. Oh, they did. And we had feedback within minutes of download. So beta team for over 17 years of my career, been in product management at AutoCAD and other platform products, CTO office for strategy, engagement, and most recently the Autodesk community team as the engagement manager. So it's been an awesome career. I've always been part of community, whether I had it in my title or not. No, that's quite an arc. You were only going to stay there two years and you ended up staying... (laughs) (laughs) Staying 20, but sometimes that's how it ends up. Now, both of us are community professionals, but not everybody listening will probably know what community means. Can you give a quick rundown of what community means to you and how it fits in with things at Autodesk? Absolutely. I will say that, you know, some of my opinions and stuff are just my own opinions and differing than, uh, you know, maybe the, the corporate main line is on something. I go a little bit deeper on certain things or have my personal bias. You know, with anything like with community, there's probably going to be somebody that listens to it. It's going to go, I don't agree with that. And it's true. It's it's one of those things that you have a different lens on, on what it means to you and how you've used it. I view community as a group of people. They may have a like-minded interest in something. They may use products or technology. They all have the same guiding search. You know, I'm kind of pulling a lot of different people at this point. They could be in the same room. They could be around the world. But if they have something commonly or a quest that connects them, so a search. And I I will just say that with Autodesk, our community 
is how our customers learn the products, help each other, connect, build you know, their own reputations. I mean, that's how I got involved was in a community at Autodesk, beta testing. That's a community. I wanted to improve the products I used so I could use them better. And in turn, Autodesk got a better product out. So community is a thing, you know, there's a common interest there. There's a common seeking of knowledge. I think that's probably a core nugget, seeking knowledge and connection. And what better thing to need than after, you know, after the pandemic, I think, I think we all learned, you know, early on people like, yeah, communities where people just get their questions answered when they have a problem. When the pandemic hit people like, oh my gosh, what do we do? How do we, you know, uh, we found ways to con- connect with people, live conferences, talking with people. We found that actually as humans, most of us really do need a connection with people. And that is, it's a valuable thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I noticed within the community that I was managing before this one during COVID, people just wanted to talk. They just wanted to, it wasn't even about the product. It was just about the connection and some of those connections that you wouldn't think just talking with other developers or other technical people, they just became like best friends. Like it's so interesting. We'll say that I can't pull apart my best friends and customers or people in community, because I think they're all one and the same to me. I genuinely see a lot of people that I, I interact with as good friends. And likewise, I might be wired funny, but when people, you know, say something against an Autodesk product or a team, <laughs> I get really defensive, like, you just made fun of my family. <laughs> Let's talk here, you know? So yeah, we definitely wanted, there was a lot of people that wanted to talk. I spent well, I, I had a, a happy hours thing during the first part of the pandemic. I was one of the first people who got sick. I was in Europe, in, in uh, Denmark, sitting with somebody from Wuhan, China, and Italy. And we're all talking like, man, that sickness thing going around, that's pretty bad. Had no idea. It was probably right there at the table with me. But I, I wanted to find a way to connect with people because it was kind of a scary time for some people. I had some friends that were kind of scared. And so I just said, let's just have a happy hour. And Autodesk allowed every employee to use their Zoom account for personal, which was, that was pretty awesome. And the first one I held, I think there was 20 people and then it scaled and it was like over a hundred every time. And people always, can you do it again? And it got to be a drain on me. Like I would get off those calls and just shake my head going, I love talking to people, but oh my gosh, (laughs) overwhelming. But we all had to find ways to connect. So, yeah. It, it just yeah. kind of reminded us that the connection was important. Well, and we have communities just outside of these kinds of things too, like even before COVID. I mean, you have communities for every single hobby, but I think it's a little bit of a newer thing that it's becoming something that's part of companies' strategies. And I guess for many people that might like be listening to this, they might be a little skeptical because the idea of community kind of mm-hmm. sounds a little fluffy, especially for people like developers who are a little bit more introverted and may not, you know, you're not going to be going out partying all the time, but I guess my question would be for you, how do you think this communities can benefit people that are technical or developers or things like that? Because obviously there probably is some benefit if people are continuing to return to your community. There absolutely is. I, to, the, to the developer that's just developing maybe a, a platform service or something like that, I would ask them like, where did you learn? Where do you go look for questions? I mean, they go to communities. They don't, they may be introverted and may think of themselves as not really a community member, but they are. If they've ever answered a question out there or connected with somebody or asked amongst the group, 
I will say that community is kind of a, it's the new, it's the new collaborate kind of term. You know, when people talk about collaborate or, you know, it's a buzzword. I don't think community, community has always been there. The value is when you have advocates in a community, they are your advocates, right? So my goal is to help people learn whatever products we have better, find the resources, in, you know, increase their relevance to their own career and maybe their path, like connecting and building their networks. The other is when you have, when you have people that can use the products better and they have a connection with you personally, and I will always, if you know, I can talk with people in person or on the phone or, or Zoom, whatever it is, that connection changes something. And now all of a sudden, they're your advocate. And when anybody says, should I use this product? They're going to be telling that person what they think about that product and why they should do that or helping them learn that or get them up to speed. You've just lit advocates and they're on, they, they aren't even paid. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing. We're all bonded together that way. I, I can sit and tell people all day long about the product, but I work for Autodesk and people are going to see that with some bias. But if customers come away with the same, you know, hype like I do, you get excited about something, what something can do. That's, you can't, you can't buy that. No marketing or salesperson, sorry if there's any marketing or salespeople, no marketing or salesperson is going to build a community and be able to build that within somebody. It's a personal connection. It is a connection of some, it's an intangible thing. It's a, it's a relationship. And just like you or me, you know, we have something in our lives, whether it be a certain brand of kayak or bike or, or computer, whatever it is. Boy, if you have a connection to that company and you're in a community talking with other people that use that product, you're an advocate and you're also, you defend it. I would say Autodesk was built on a community. Our company wouldn't be here if we didn't have the old CompuServe forums and people networking like, what the heck do you use dimensions for anyway? Do I need those really? What's Lisp? How do I write Lisp really badly and learn to improve it? Can I put my code somewhere and have somebody critique it? That's... That's how Autodesk got this way. It was always on the back of community. It wasn't sales and marketing. It was it was people that would be like, hey, <laughs> you're still drawing with pencil. You know what? I use this thing, you know, and user groups and holy cow. I would say Autodesk is one of the rare companies that all the way from its very beginning, I don't think they intentionally started a community. There was early founders just like to talk amongst groups. And then those splintered off and people didn't have as much documentation or information about how to use products or how to be successful using them. So they banded together, you know, it was kind of a tribal thing. They got together and they started forming, you know, the, the Autodesk user groups and all over the country. And like, well, how do you get AutoCAD to plot to a printer? I just bought a new HP pen plotter. Help me out here. The sales guys couldn't help you with that. You had to find somebody who would get you up on board without any documentation in many cases and make you the hero of whatever firm you were at. Same is true with, with programming. I know a lot of people that learn their programming from communities, going in there and just watching what others are doing and then copy and pasting that code and kind of manipulating it, figuring out what makes it work and going back out and asking questions. And before long, they're like, yeah, <laughs> I'm a developer. And there's some great ones out there. So. Oh, I mean, even now with Reddit and things like that, I mean, you have, when people are learning to code, they're going to those communities. It's not 
just specific to Autodesk, but this is just kind of, I guess, more part of our culture nowadays, now that everything's a little bit online. I just want to like back up a second, because you did mention like careers as far as developers. And I know from my community experience, sometimes when people meet in the community, it ends up in them advocating for each other to get jobs or helping each other. And I would just love to hear like your perspective on that, because Autodesk, I'm sure, has those kinds of things happen within the communities as well. Yeah, I mean, that's a tricky one, right? Because if an employer allows their employees to participate in the community and then somebody else hires them out of that, that's okay. kind of a score point to those people. But, you know, we all should support our employees, whatever their career decisions should be, whether it be go up in, in the company they're in or maybe it's not with you and it's something else, it's another opportunity, you know? If we didn't have communities, I would say there would be a lot less growth in, in, in careers because that's how you find out and learn about opportunities. Like, what? You know, that's available, I could do that. Or you guys do what at what company? I mean, these are sociable things that you learn and your skills. I mean, when people see you doing things in a community, you start writing code and they're like, wow or the rent, you render things and people are like, holy cow, that's amazing. We're looking for people like you and gives you opportunities. And I know a lot of people that, that participate in different types of you know, machine learning or right now a lot of AI stuff. And they're just trying to cut their teeth on it. But you see some people have a knack for it or really knuckle down hard and learn these things. And I think communities are a great place to find employees. It's also a great place if you want to grow. I mean, if you just sit and work in your workstation all by yourself, you never participate in a community, I'm pretty sure you're not going to get any opportunities. It's just, they don't come and land. PS is not going to bring them to your door. They're not going to land in an email. The only opportunity you're going to get is within the office you're in. If you better yourself and get out there and, and get active in a community, even for the introverts, practice those skills, show what you do. People will teach you how to do things better, it helps you do your day-to-day -day thing, whatever that is, whether it's programming software, designing cars, or the, the crazy stuff. But you get those opportunities, I think, honestly. I, I'm here, I'm living proof of it. If I wouldn't have been in all those communities, I ran the Portland Autodesk Users Group. If I wouldn't have been in communities and submitting bug reports on AutoCAD R13, I wouldn't have gotten a job at Autodesk. I wouldn't, I would still be a mechanical designer out there in Portland, Oregon, you know, going out to the shop and talking to the welders and fabricators on what, you know, what I designed. I wouldn't have made that crossover into software. Yeah. And I think, I think one of like the amazing things about community is how at least a healthy community, how often people want to help uplift each other. Like, I I noticed this from my last community and even my current ones that you wouldn't expect people to be really excited to answer each other's questions or to help each other out, but people really, really want you to succeed. And sometimes they'll tell you what kind of skills you might need to learn or mention an opportunity. And I think that's that's amazing and not something I would have expected until I got more involved with community. But it's definitely in line with what you're saying. I, I can tell you, Gabe, I reach out. So the Autodesk community's got a whole bunch of different places. It's not just the forums where, you know, somebody goes out and tries to learn something or ask a question. Or typically in the forums, it's kind of motivated by, I've got a problem. I want to go solve it. And so you get these people who are frustrated by the time they get there. So it's a, you kind of have to keep that in mind when you think about discussion forums. They're kind of a different 
motivated community in cases, but you get these great people that are in there that answer these questions. And I've actually reached out. We've done a lot of research talking with them. And I'll say like, I notice you're in there a lot. Why do you do it? And they go, I'm giving back. I'm like, what? And they're like, 20 years ago when I was starting, I went out and I asked questions. There was people there that pointed me in the right direction and got me on the right path to where I am now. And I kind of feel like I have that, I have to give back. And I hear that all the time. And it's not them talking to each other saying that. It's totally unique, different people that don't even sit in the same communities. And they'll tell me the same thing. It's, it's that aspect of giving back. They're motivated by that. They feel good about that. It's, it's the aspect of helping somebody. And then seeing what they do with it, you know, and there's also the, there's a collaborative approach, right? Besides the learning and watching, and you know, more people learning, you get more benefit of what they've learned as a group, right? You, yeah. Rather than yourself, like I can sit and play with the API all night long, but I guarantee you, if we get six of us together working on it, we're going to compare notes and we're all going to be breaking different parts of it or exploring different things. So that, that kind of aspect of community and learning and collaborating and going back and forth and you, you're learning from my mistakes and I'm learning from your mistakes and I'm also learning from what you've done really well when you posted sample code. And if you've got a platform service or a product, if you don't have a community that's out there able to connect with each other and figure out what you are offering there and how to do it best and show others how to do it and implement it better so that they're using your platform or whatever it is you develop you're not going to make the most of your product. It's just not going to happen. I do think that you have to have some aspect of, of people connecting and utilizing it. And then when they're successful, they will tell others they're successful. And it just, it's viral, you know? I agree. Now, I will say that community has been something in the last couple years that I've heard more and more of from marketing perspective, also from companies that are just starting out, especially technology companies starting to develop communities. And I guess my question is, why are these companies like startups and things like that? Why are they putting community first? Why do you think that's beneficial for those companies? I mean, ultimately, like Autodesk wants to, you know, we want to be a customer company. Yeah. And so you have to be close to your customers. It's, it's a way to keep longer term customers to get them learning down a path. They're improving the product by showing where weaknesses are or things that they need to accomplish what they're doing, it's a huge feedback loop. You know, we get, Autodesk, we get as much as the customers do in these communities. The beta community, even more so. They're getting to learn future products and how those features were developed from the people that designed them. But we're also learning like, oh, what did you expect it to do? Oh, you know, and get some early feedback so that we maybe have time to change and provide a better product for everybody else. I know that, you know, as you said, the, the community has been one of these little buzzwords that has been coming up with marketing and stuff like that. When they see something successful, they definitely want to find a way that they can apply it. The same thing is true with social media. Back in the day, it was only a bunch of us nerds out there doing, you know, social media stuff or bulletin boards, whatever it was, you know, take your frame of reference on how long you've been doing it. But uh, at some point, and then the marketing is like, wow, you got a lot of people that listen to what you say. How about we give you some things you could tell them or how about you get some insights back from them. Marketing and sales will always find, try and find a way to harness that. They recognize there's something valuable there. They wouldn't be talking about it if they didn't perceive it as having a value. And I do think it has a value. You know, people talking about your products or having a big community 
I, I get that all the time. Even talking to companies like Microsoft, they're like, man, you guys have such a personable community, like people talking with each other and employees talking to customers and off hours and everything. That's amazing. How do you, can you bottle that energy or that, that magic? How do you do it? I'm not going to throw company names around in our spheres, but a lot of companies are trying to build communities. You see it, you know, in the, in the space that Techsoft and Autodesk is in, you see people trying to do that. In some cases, they don't quite get the concept, and so they kind of astroturf it a little bit. Others are, it's it's hard to build a community. But once you've built one, it's kind of like a sourdough pancake starter. Once you got it, you could just keep flipping pancakes off. Just put a little bit of feeder in it and just keep going. But it's it's a valuable commodity. But it's not something you can buy or just magically make. No amount of money is going to make you a community. You could give money to people, but that isn't really building you the community and the value of it. You want people to be hyped about your products. And if you got people hyped about your products, get them a place to talk to each other because your products will get bigger, right? If you're in the business of microservices on a platform these days, firms are where it's at. If you don't have a community or people listening to your community and working with your community and connecting them and you're building a platform, your platform's not going to succeed or it's going to be very difficult. And a poll went out of the hat and go, well, but these guys did and they never talked to anybody. Well, I mean, there's those cases, but I would say community is a valuable thing. It is passionate people about your products. Everybody wants that. I'd say if you don't have a community, either it's the product or people aren't passionate about it. There's so many weird things that you see big communities now, people passionate about products. It always kind of amazes me, but you'll find a group of people that band together based on a common thing that they love or care about and they want to succeed succeed. Yeah, and that's something that I feel like, again, like you said, money can't really buy that. I know a lot of people starting out in community want a big community, but just because a community is big doesn't actually make it effective because it is all of those little relationships, which is, it's more of a marathon, a sprint as far as building that, like any human relationship, they just take a, a lot of time, which... <laughs> oh, it's kind of like social media, right? I mean, if we go to the, we take an analogy of Twitter, you know, I can go out and buy a whole bunch of followers, <laughs> fake followers. It doesn't do me any good because they're of no value to me. It just makes me look cool, you know, whereas if I build it from the ground up and these are people that I interact with and we have a common bond and, and things that we talk about, that's valuable, far yeah. more valuable. I tend to agree with you. You can't buy it. You can't just force a community. You have to really nurture and grow it. And I know probably both of us have had the struggle of community building to an extent, but I was wondering for you, like in your experience, what would you say is the biggest struggle with building a community, especially from the ground up? Because it is important, right? But yeah. it's hard to get from point A to the point that Autodesk is currently. <laughs> And we have a lot, I mean, to be clear, we have a lot of communities at Autodesk. Yeah. We have them by industry. We have them by the beta community. We have them by the Autodesk forums, blogs, and all that good stuff. Growing them is tough. It, re it really is. I, I took uh, the Autodesk beta programs from 100 customers and shipping floppies and CDs to it is over 380,000 people now. It didn't happen magically, but it took a lot of time passion, talking with people, listening to people, providing value for everybody. I, I will say some of the challenges are, uh, especially for a smaller company that, you know, Autodesk aside, 
Um, although there's the same challenges to, to define like, what's the value of this? Like the beta program or a community, what's the value of it? How much are we making out of it? Uh, it's an intangible thing. The one thing I can tell is, you know, for a beta community, it's a little bit easier because I can go, well, you have a whole bunch of defects that wouldn't have gotten fixed or, you know, would have been discovered in a greater population. That's got a number, you know, if, if somebody wants to be a bean counter about it. But with community, people are like, why are we investing in the platform and the people that do it and, you know, finding out all these different ways and programs we can engage people and get them talking about our products, give them places to do that. That's, that takes a bit of, of investment. What are we getting out of it? It's not a number you can just pull out. But I can say that I think that if you don't have community, there's definitely a number you're missing out on. It's, it, you have to have the buy-in of everybody. This is, this is not, a, I think you can get the, the marketing salespeople on board too and say, look, we're gathering a whole bunch of people. You can learn a lot of insights from them and what they like about our products. You know, what they think is the best features, some use cases of some, you know, awesome customers doing some cool things. And that kind of gets them happy and seeing some of that value. But to the company, if you talk to the salespeople or people that really have a big understanding of how markets move and rates and cycles, communities in there. In that adoption growth of a company or a product, communities in there. It may not be called community, but it's a whole bunch of people jumping on your product, talking to each other, telling somebody else. It's certainly not a big ad campaign or a commercial that caused them to do that. It's they talk to Bill. Bill works at another company, but they met over there and they talk in this, you know, whatever it is, a Reddit board or a forum somewhere. And they said it worked great for what they were doing, you know, and there's a value there. It's the butterfly effect. You know, I know it's a silly kind of, you know, old thing, the butterfly effect, but it's true. I have seen where we've had somebody in the community share something, you know, whether it be like on our voices blog or in a forum post. And then you hear somebody repeating it and, and you know, they've expanded and built on it and they're talking about it somewhere else. And you'll see it like, you know, at an event, an industry event, you're like, it's growing, you know, and we, we have that with products like Fusion 360, where we come out with new products. Some of the first communities and early adopters are the beta testers, alpha testers, people like that. And that's definitely a community. There's a value there because if you have no actual customers of a product, where are you going to start from? Well, you got a lot of people that were early on and they go out there. They're not, you know, they're going to be customers and, and they'll tell people why. And it builds out an adoption of your product or awareness. I don't know too many more things that are more valuable than somebody that you know and trust that tells you that this product is awesome. There's a few people in my life that if they say this is awesome, I don't care what it is, I'm checking it out. I'm at least going to read and watch some videos on it and find out what it is because for them to say that it's it's kind of a big litmus test. But you're a commercial is not going to do that for me. An email is not going to do that for me. A pop-up on a website is not going to do that for me. Somebody in a community somewhere saying something is going to do that. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people have a little bit of like advertisement fatigue. They don't want to they don't want to listen to that. Like another person saying it is infinitely more more valuable and just to your earlier point, like I think a lot of times when companies talk about communities, they think, "Oh, we're going to get an ROI. It's going to get rid of support or something like that." And that I'm sure you know that's not how it works. <laughs> there is some value. I mean, if you want yeah. to go to the bean counters, we do see support cases and we do track it at Autodesk. 
there's a whole bunch there's a whole bunch of things that somebody would normally call a log of support case which was deferred or you know they, they, it was resolved by them asking in a community and somebody telling them so there is some of that but a hard metric with a number and a dollar on it just isn't 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 reasonable. There's a lot of different aspects in a company business, not just community that that's, you know, same as with marketing, right? The same thing is with them. It's like, well, we just spent, you know, a million dollars on an ad campaign. How much did we make? Well, they can tell you by a click-through rate, or they can just say all the business that's coming in right now is because of my ad. May not be true. (laughs) It is kind of a thing of you go on faith and, and belief and, you know, I, I think one of the values and what really gets our leadership excited is when they talk to the customers at events like Autodesk University, and they just talk to customers. And those customers tell them stuff, and they tell them things that they've learned and people they've connected with and why they're using the products. And it validates a lot of the concept of community. A lot of times, the things they've learned, they've learned from some form of a community. And, you know, that that kind of it's almost a fanaticism at Autodesk University. People just get like, you, know, you throw 10,000, you know, CAD nerds together in a, in a big location. And it is kind of crazy to see people that passionate about what they do, you know. But our leadership understands the value community. We're hearing more of them. In fact, we just picked up a, an awesome new CMO, Chief Marketing Officer, and she's from Peloton. And you know what Peloton believes in? Community. And that she was the will talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dara will talk about community, a value of how do you build a community? Well, Peloton did it. And boy, did they ever, where they were able to build community of people getting together. They even had me. <laughs> like I bought a, I didn't buy a Peloton bike. I bought another bike and connected it up to the Peloton app. So I could at least get in there and I could see my speed compared to theirs. That's a community. I mean, I, I think that there's some things that can be similar. I mean, we're not gonna all, you know, get in classes and start rendering things in 3D Studio Max together and you know screaming at each other, render faster, texture faster. It's kind of a little different business there, but you know, from a from a business standpoint, she is talking about community. It's been a part of all the businesses that she's participated in, especially Peloton. So I'm excited about that. Like we I, sit back and go, how many times did they say customer community <laughs> in the latest all hands? It's a lot. And people are like, you guys paying Andrew to do that? No. He understands the value. Yeah. I mean, Peloton's like a, a very specific, I mean, that is their whole product. It's not the bike. It's the community that people are really paying for, especially during uh, COVID. I, I actually got on the Peloton bike as well, just for that yeah. reason. Now, <clears throat> I know for tech companies and things like that. Again, it's a little bit different. It's more like giving the customer a voice and getting people to collaborate together. And there's a lot of power in that. I know sometimes for people that are outside of community, that can be a little intimidating because you get the negative and the positive. And I mean, transparency is good, but I totally would love to hear your your thoughts on that because you get everything when you open up a community, good and bad, and it can be easy to get a not so healthy community or or to get a lot of negativity coming in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've opened up a bunch of different platforms. One of my big initiatives that I started was getting customers, the customer community to be able to have different modes to participate. 
You know, some people, students or other different types, introverts didn't feel comfortable in a forum, a discussion forum. But now we have blogs and we have we have community conversation, live events where people can actually ask questions of the people that are speaking, the experts. And we just try and provide more ways for people to participate. Also, we have expert elites, which are a group of people that are so active in the community that we've got them as ambassadors. And they go out there and they help people. They kind of like tamp things down. Like, hey, everybody, we're all good here. You know, nobody needs to go and yell. And, you know, it's not just the the uh, people behind a keyboard problem. They make sure to try and find people to help each other out. And I would say that's true with most successful companies with community. You got Microsoft's got MVP, you got Salesforce, you got Cisco has them. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy things. You can go right down all the successful companies, they're listening. And there's a lot of them, like, believe it or not, like there's a, I was kind of shocked about it. You know, I'm always interested in beta. I love connecting our customers to our product teams and our, our developers. Our developers are, you know, in the early days, they were scared to go out there. Those customers are going to beat me up. What they come back is like, oh my gosh, they told me this one thing. Oh, wow. You know, and they learn things about the things that they're developing or their products or their tools or their APIs. Connecting people like that in beta is an important thing. And I found out that Peloton actually beta tests not only their hardware, like the bikes, but their software. And I thought, wow, I would have never guessed. So they have a community of people that'll ship out a new product, bike, whatever it is. And or a new version of the app in a testing phase. And, you know, it informs your product. At the very least, you need to have something like that to give you feedback on how your product does, how you can be better. Because if you're the only person telling you how to make a better product, it might be an echo chamber. It might be, you might be really smart and maybe it might not be. There might be somebody out there that uses your product in a different way that could see more value in it. Perfect example, LiDAR scanners. One of the big scanner companies originally scanned people's feet for orthopedic shoes, like special shoes to correct your feet. And somebody goes, oh, I'll just take your same hardware and apply it to cars and buildings. I can scan that, make 3D models. And they're like, what are you talking about? Well, that big company is now the biggest in, in LiDAR. And they were originally just thinking they were going to do feet. So... Somebody in their community, and I, and I know the person, a customer of theirs actually said, no, no, this equipment, we could use that for other things, and dragged these people out of their shell of scanning feet. They were good at, at scanning for orthopedic shoes, but I think they're better at what they do now. You've got to have people out there, and that's community. Yeah. I don't okay. care what you call it. If you don't like using the word community, call it something else, my peeps or my... MVPs or, or, you know, whatever it is, but you've got to have somebody to sound it out there. Yeah. And getting that feedback is super important. I know we're running a little bit low on time. So is there anything else you just wanted to talk about regarding community before we go ahead and wrap things up? I mean, I just, you know, it's that intangible value of community. I can't underscore that enough. It's, it's that thing that you can't, you can't just buy, you can't start it up. I don't care how rich you are. You know, and how much startup or VC funding you have. But, you know, as humans, we all have a uh, curiosity and we want to kind of connect, right? And we're looking for knowledge. 
And that intersect with connection of people and knowledge and learning, that's the sweet spot. That's community. In Autodesk community, we're not sales. We're not marketing. We're not there to really sell software. We're there to support our users. And by supporting our users and getting them the knowledge and expertise they need to be successful, that makes them loyal customers for a long time. It gets them to talk about us. It gets them to see us in a different light. I will also say that putting a face on your company changes things. So I found a long time ago, those people that come out into a community and they want to yell at you. If I was in a certain town, I always will say, hey, you know, get together, I'll buy a beverage, whatever, and let's sit and talk, you know. Those people, once I met them face-to-face, they never were mean like that again. You know, they would still get, you know, kind of difficult with me, but they would always see me in a different way. I started blogs at the company, a lot of the social media, you know, back almost 2000. The one thing that I've had people say, and I I got the value of it out of it, is it puts a face on the company. It makes you human. It makes you personable. When somebody expects the software that I'm using to be 100% defect or bug-free, I'm like, well, let's talk about this a minute. What do you build? Oh, you do buildings. When was the last time you did an ex- a perfect building, like constructed it? Like, it's a challenge. It's hard. And we're people just like you. We're just dealing with ones and zeros versus bricks and windows. So set their expectations. We're just like them. We're passionate about it. And when we don't measure up to their expectations, it hurts us. I I promise you, it hurts us a lot worse than it does a lot of the customers. It really does. I take it personal. We care about what we do. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. Well, and exactly what you said, I also agree that like humanizing these kind of interactions is really important because a lot of times people just a brand logo on a screen and it's like they don't take that seriously but when you feel like you can talk to someone and that's more than just a logo that really changes the relationship dynamic quite a bit which is i mean it's it's great for all parties involved it's great for the company it's great for the person who's talking to you so yeah, anybody human- wants to sit and talk about community i'm always always open for that they can reach out to me and check out what we've done at, you know, autodesk.com slash community. I mean, we try a whole bunch of different ways so that not everybody, like you said, or not everybody is wants to participate in one, you know, certain mode. And so we try and, you know, provide different ways for people to participate, get involved and, you know, find the information and, and knowledge. So I'm all about that. It's kind of like Johnny Appleseed where, you know, we grow the, the orchard and then, you know, the apples are coming and we're just pointing everybody to the apples. Go in there. And while you're in there, fertilize and water the trees, you know, kind of keep it going. Yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed nerding out with you about community. (laughs) I like talking about it. and It's very rare that I get the chance to. So thank you so much. I guess I'll put a plug here. We have our own TechSoft 3D community. So if anybody wants to go to that forum.techsoft3d.com. And again, thank you, Sean. This was amazing. Thank you for joining us on the Beyond 3D podcast hosted by TechSoft 3D. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review or subscribe on SoundCloud. To listen to past episodes or learn more about TechSoft 3D, visit www.techsoft3d.com forward slash blog. Send us comments and suggestions at info at techsoft3d.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us again on the next episode of Beyond 3D.